coming up on the Children's Hour, we're going to learn all about manatees. In a visit with Andre Herman from the Clearwater Marine Aquarium in Florida, the kids' crew and I will discuss the current ecological status of manatees and learn all about their lives in the seas around Florida and elsewhere in the world. We're going to hear a baby manatee talking to its mom and some great music celebrating these elephants of the ocean. This episode comes with a learn-along guide. Find it at childrenshour.org. Look for the episode on manatees. Stick with us. The Children's Hour is kids' public radio produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. Find out more about us and see pictures and links related to this show at childrenshour.org. It's time for the Children's Hour. Kids Public Radio. What do you get when you mix a manatee and a human? I don't know what. A humanity. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for the Children's Hour. Kids Public Radio. Well, this warm water's just right for me. For me, beneath the mangrove tree, swaying side to side. For me, for me, down here, swimming with my friend. We kind of look like cows with no legs. The shallow sea. Only place to be a manatee.
adapted to fresh and salt water habitats. We're just gentle mammals looking to munch some grass. But we can't turn our heads to see above the left, right, or below. Or swim fast, so if your boat's in shallow water, you better go real slow. The shallow sea. Only place to be the shallow sea. The only place to be the shallow sea. The only place to be a manatee. That was the Whiz Pops right here on the Children's Hour, singing about the topic of the day today manatees. I'm Katie Stone. I'm delighted to be with everyone in listener land and all of these great kids on Zoom. Hello, kids crew. Hello. Hello. And who do we have with us today? Hello, it's Amadeus. Hi, it's Beth. Hi, it's Sonia. Hi, it's Ethan. Hi, it's Ollie May. Hi, it's Luminata. Hi, it's Melissa. It is Kate. Hi, it's Samuel. I'm so glad you're all with us today. And, you know, today we're going to be talking about manatees. Do you know anything about manatees, really? Well, I know that they live at some places in the sea and they look kind of like cows. Mm, Sea cows are something to do with manatees. Anybody else? Have you ever heard of manatees or seen manatees? I went to visit one at an aquarium. Uh, out in Clearwater, so that's kind of fun. You've actually been to the Clearwater Marine Aquarium? Yeah, right when um, winter was around still and home. That is so cool. In fact, that's who we're going to be talking with today. We're going to be talking with Andrea Herman. She's the senior team lead of the education wing of the Clearwater Marine Aquarium, where you have seen a manatee, Melissa. This is the Children's Hour, and this episode comes with a learn-along guide. You can print and work on as you listen. It meets national education standards. Find it at childrenshour.org. Look for the episode called Manatees. Oh, the sky is a cloudy ocean full of creatures that fly so free. But a poor seahorse would be way off course and would rather be in the sea. Oh, the desert is a sandy ocean full of creatures that play hide-and-seek. But a squid in the sand can't stay hidden and it would rather be in the sea. Oh, the jungle is a woody ocean full of creatures that swing tree to tree. But a dolphin can't swim in the plants and would rather be in the sea. Oh, space is a boundless ocean full of creatures that we can't see. But an octopus in weightlessness would still rather be in the sea. The night is a silent ocean full of creatures that sleep. But a great white shark prefers a watery dark and would rather be in the sea. 
Oh, the sea is an oceany ocean full of creatures that live in the deep. And there's nowhere that they would hang their hats if it wasn't to be in the sea. It's got to be in the sea. They just want to be in the sea. It's got to be in the sea. Look and see what you can see in the sea. That's Casper Baby Pants. You're listening to the Children's Hour, and with us today on the show is Andrea Herman. She is the senior team lead of the education department of the Clearwater Marine Aquarium, which is somewhere in Florida. Hello. Welcome to the Children's Hour. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Where are you guys? So we are on Clearwater Beach. So we're on the west coast of Florida, kind of middle of the state. Uh, So a little more west than Tampa. Well, we are so excited to have you on the show today because to be perfectly fair, I think most of us don't know anything about manatees. And I've been asking people, what do you know about manatees? And people know like this much if they're not from Florida. And when I say this much, I mean barely any. So we're really excited to have you. And I know the kids have tons of questions. I'm going to kick it off with, can you describe what is a manatee? So manatees are Florida's largest state mammal. They are an awesome animal. Personally, uh, manatees are near and dear to my heart. They're what got me into marine science. And they are an aquatic mammal. So they live in water and only in water. But manatees, unlike a lot of other marine mammals, uh, they don't need to be in a marine or saltwater environment. They can live in freshwater, they can live in saltwater, or they can live in brackish water, which is a mix of both fresh and saltwater. And they can move super easily in between each type of environment. Uh, They are herbivorous, or they eat only plants, uh, and they can eat about 10% of their body weight every single day, which is a lot of seagrass, because manatees can get really, really big. They're typically going to be about 800 to 1,200 pounds, but there are some really big ones that can get to be over 3,000 pounds, uh, and they're typically going to be about 10 to 12 feet, but we do have some that can get over 13 feet. How long do manatees live? That is a great question. So how long can manatees live? Typically, we are finding that they can easily get into their 30s. But there was a manatee that spent their entire life in human care. and was born before all of these laws. His name was Snooty. And Snooty was actually 69 years old when he sadly passed away. So they can live for a pretty long time. Where do manatees live when it's not winter and the water is warmer? They're going to live all across the state. So... Most waterways, especially if they have lots of seagrass or other plant matter, there's usually a chance that manatees can travel through there. But like you kind of mentioned, they're not going to be all across the state when our waters are really cold like they are right now. Hmm. Interesting. So when it's winter, they're not all across the state. Where do they go? So manatees need to be in waters above 68 degrees Fahrenheit. For anybody who lives where it's cold, that doesn't sound all that chilly, but here in Florida, that is very, very cold. And so manatees go to natural hot springs like Crystal River or Homosassa. But along the more coastal regions, there are warm water areas, and they also take advantage of humans and take advantage of our power plants. Because a lot of Florida's power plants are water-cooled, so they bring that cold river water into the building, and that water will cool down all of the systems, and it comes out nice and warm. 
So manatees will go to these water outflows by these power plants to take advantage of that warm water. What do they eat? Most commonly, they're going to be eating seagrass. So this is a plant that lives in saltwater. There's freshwater seagrass plants as well. They're also going to eat whatever other plant matter they find. So they can be eating algaes like seaweed. If the tide is really high, so there's a lot of water in the area, they might eat the grass out of someone's backyard if they can reach it. Those are really funny pictures. They might eat leaves off of a tree if they can reach that, but they're going to eat whatever plants they can find. You're listening to the Children's Hour. We're learning about manatees with Andrea Herman from the Clearwater Marine Aquarium. Don't forget, we've got a learn-along guide for this show. You can find it at childrenshour.org. Just look for the episode called Manatees. We have lots more coming up, but first, this is Magpie. As I was snorkeling down in the Keys, I came upon two manatees. I looked at them and they looked right at me as they chewed on their dinner of hydrilla weeds. One came over and said to me, I'll tell you what life is like under the sea. My name is Hugh and I'll show to you just what manatees do. Hugh the manatee swimming around from key to key. Seagrass beds, flushing out fish so the herons get fed. I like salt water, I also like fresh. I don't mind it cool, but warm is the best. When I get tired, I take a deep breath and go down on the bottom to rest. Hugh the manatee, swimming around from key to key. Easy as 
as you might think Cause me and my kind we are almost extinct A lot of the places we lived are now gone Making it harder to carry on Just look at these scars on my back They were made by somebody's powerboat propeller blade With boats and pollution and trash in my way It's harder to live every day shouldn't be so hard to be he's part of you and he's part of me we're all humanity you the manatee it shouldn't be so hard to be he's part of you and he's part of me we're all by the Children's Hour Incorporated, an educational nonprofit based in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're listener supported at childrenshour.org. 
Support for the Children's Hour provided by Electric Playhouse, an immersive entertainment and events center in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Playhouse is open. You can purchase tickets, learn about events, play, and other opportunities, including future locations and music shows at electricplayhouse.com. The Children's Hour is sponsored by the New Mexico Museum of Natural History and Science. Announcing Dogs, a Science Tale, an ambitious multimedia hands-on science exhibition where guests can experience the extraordinary way that dogs see, hear, and smell the world. Presented by the Bank of Albuquerque, the exhibit runs through May 1st. More info at nmnaturalhistory.org. With a face, only a mother can love. Elephant, but in the sea, not above. And they eat, and they eat, and they eat eight hours a day. And they swim, and they swim, and they swim through warm water waves. A sea cow, a sea cow, a sea cow. Save the flora. Gentle giant scares the fish, she's away. One thousand pounds looks scary, but be not afraid. Cause they eat and they eat and they eat, but only the greens. And they swim and they swim and they swim in warm water seas. from her What a Zoo release with her Sea Cow song. Before the break, you heard Fire Dog from their Endangered Species Project release. Hugh the Manatee was Magpie. This is the Children's Hour. We're learning about manatees with the Clearwater Marine Aquarium's lead educator, Andrea Herman. The kids have a lot of questions. Are manatees related to walruses? This is one of my favorite questions personally, because looking at them, that's exactly what you'd expect. But manatees are kind of weird. They are not related to any other marine mammal except for their cousin, the dugong. The what? The dugong. That is a very funny animal name, but they are native to areas around Australia. Um, There is a Pokemon named after them as well, but they are all considered sirenia or sirens. And they're actually not related to any other marine mammals, so dolphins, whales, walruses, seals, otters, they're not related to any of them. The two closest cousins to manatees are hyraxes and elephants. 
Wow, elephants. Elephants. And if you think about it, it does kind of make sense. Um, They have very similar skin. They both have prehensile facial structures. So elephants have that prehensile trunk. And manatee's upper lip is prehensile, or it means it can move around on its own to hold on to things. So they use it to hold on mostly to food. They also have the same number of toenails. And they both have munching molars, or they have teeth that start in the back like our molars, and they're constantly moving forward um, because they're wearing down their teeth from chewing on grass. Wow, that's a lot to take in there. Now, it makes me wonder, are manatees megafauna, like from the time in Earth's history, not too long ago when we had these gigantic mammals, like huge sloths and mastodons? Are they from that era? I don't believe so. I don't know exactly off the top of my head. In today's definition of like megafauna versus microfauna, they would fall into megafauna just because they are really big. Um, And they're something that people can tend to picture more frequently when they think about animals. They did have a cousin who is unfortunately extinct that was called Stellar's sea cow. And this animal was massive. Unfortunately, it wasn't very long after they had been discovered that they did go extinct, and that was due to overfishing. But these animals had a lot of blubber and fat, very similar to like cold water whales. And so it was very helpful for like oil lamps and heating sources. Uh, And they were actually found in the Bering Strait, which is between Alaska and Russia. And remember, we're talking manatees that cousins and manatees have to have the warm water Yep. They were really weird. They were very specialized because every other species of sirens have to be in warmer waters. I know mammoths are mammals, so do they lay eggs? There is only one mammal that does lay eggs, and that is the platypus. One of the identifiers of a manatee, typically, is going to be that they give live birth. So just like people, um, these manatees are going to be born all alive and ready to go. How many babies does a mama manatee have at once? Typically, it's one. In some rare cases, there are twins. Uh, So you'll see two little babies following around with her. And of course, they're mammals, so they nurse their babies? Yep. So they do produce milk, and the babies nurse right underneath their armpit of their flippers. Uh, So they have one on each side. So typically with twins, you'll see them kind of nursing at the same time. But with the one cap, they'll switch. Do manatees have little families? Like do the how long does the baby stay with the mom and is there a a pod like whales where there's a whole bunch of moms or is it a little manatee mom and dad? Unfortunately, once mating happens, dad's out of the picture. Um and you see this a lot in nature. There is parental care though, so manatees do spend a few years with mom. Uh typically it's about 4 to 5 years, I think. They're typically about five feet long when they leave mom. So you can also kind of judge on size. And then they are they're not social. They're not in little groups. Typically, unless it is when they're all kind of piling up in those warm areas or it's a mating herd. They are typically fairly antisocial. They're typically by themselves. Occasionally you might see a couple traveling around together, but that's pretty rare. Um, so it's usually just if it's a mom calf, it's just the mom and calf traveling together. That's Andrea Herman from the Clearwater Marine Aquarium. She's the lead educator. There's a lot more to learn about manatees, including the conservation efforts that are being done to help save them from extinction. But listen to this. (laughs) 
That's a mommy and baby manatee talking underwater, recorded with a hydrophone. You're listening to the Children's Hour. We have so much more coming up. You can find a learn-along guide at childrenshour.org. Look for the episode called Manatees, and that learning guide meets education standards nationwide, so our podcasts can be used in classrooms. In the meantime, we've got lots more about manatees coming right up. Searching for a manatee. 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 Here on Manatee Bay. We climbed up a tree. We climbed up a tree. Searching for a manatee. Searching for a manatee. Came across a monkey. Came across a monkey. And this is what he told me. This is what he told me. If you're searching for a manatee, this is the only way. You must swing your arms like a monkey. Here on Manatee Bay. We went to the beach. We went to the beach. Searching for a manatee. Searching for a manatee. Came across a turtle. Came across a turtle. And this is what he told me. This is what he told me. If you're searching for a manatee, this is the only way. You must groove like a turtle. Here on Manatee Bay. We jumped in the ocean. We jumped in the ocean. Searching for a manatee. Searching for a manatee. We came across a stingray. Came across the stingray. And this is what he told me. This is what he told me.
That's Perry Grip with his Manatee Demanding a Pickle song and Manatee Baby for that from Splash and Boots. That's the title track of their Manatee Bay release. We're doing a show about manatees today. We have a learn-along guide posted at childrenshour.org. We have a lot more questions from the kids on our crew. Let's go to Thaniel. You talked a little bit about manatee behaviors earlier. So how smart do you think manatees are? So unfortunately with animals, we don't have an exact way to test intelligence. It's kind of like comparing different people with different learning abilities. And it's not something that we are able to do with science currently. A lot of people think that if an animal is trainable, it is intelligent. And manatees are very food motivated, so they are trainable. So you can train them to do specific husbandry behaviors if they are living in human care for a long period of time. And husbandry behaviors are those that help with their care. So it helps make doing like vet appointments easier and it helps them kind of take part in how they're taken care of. Do manatees live all over the world? So with all Sirenia or kind of all of the different like overall groups, they're found in North and South America, they're found in parts of Africa, and they're found around Australia. The extent or the currently existing species of manatees are not going to be found anywhere where there's really cold water. So typically they're going to be nice and around the equator. When did manatees evolve and what were some of their ancestors? I know it was a few million years ago. Um, And their shared ancestor, I don't know off the top of my head, unfortunately, but it was the shared ancestor between sirens and elephants. It's where they were back on land, where they start to branch off into elephants being land animals, and then your sirens, and the sirens break down into your dugongs, which included stellar sea cow, and then your manatees, which include um, the West Indian manatee, which is the Florida manatee your Amazonian manatees, which are found in the Amazon River, and your West African manatees, which are found throughout Africa. Are manatees friendly? Like if I was swimming in these nice warm waters around Florida, and I just was so lucky and I swam right next to a manatee, could I like pet it? Are they friendly? That is a great question. So are manatees friendly? Could you pet one if you found one? Manatees are very curious. So they do kind of tend towards like a friendly disposition if you were to put human terms to it. But there's a couple reasons why you don't want to try to touch one. The biggest reason is because they are protected by a lot of laws that say that's illegal. So there's a lot of fines. There could be jail time. It's not worth it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But they do tend to be pretty friendly. But if you do spook a manatee because they're not expecting you or anything like that, you can get really, really hurt. Um, These animals are massive, Uh, so it could lead to you getting kind of rolled into, you could get hit by their tail, and that's the no-no zone. That is where the most strength in a manatee comes from, and that is the area when any of us are rescuing manatees that you want to avoid. Okay, so don't pet the manatees is the advice we're getting from Andrea Herman, who is the senior team leader of the education department at the Clearwater Marina Aquarium. They specialize in saving manatees. You're listening to the Children's Hour. This episode comes with a learning guide. You can find it at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode title, Manatees. From time to time, I dream that I'm a manatee. Undulating underneath the sea 
Unshackled by the chains of idle vanity A modest manatee, that's me I look just like a chubby brown bananatee As I nose along the cozy ocean floor Immune from human folly and inanity That's why a manatee is such a happy herbivore I'm a manatee, I'm a manatee I'm every bit as wrinkled as my granity. No difference between my face and vanity. A noble manatee, that's me. With the dietary habits of a manatee, I never fail to lick my platter clean. I sprinkle seaweed on my raisin branity. The perfect manatee cuisine With my wit, sophistication, and urbanity I dignify my watery domain No one near will ever hear me use profanity Because a manatee has his image to maintain I'm a manatee, I'm a manatee I keep my reputation spick and spanity No difference between my face and vanity A stately manatee, that's me Encumbered by my lumbering giganity I'm thought to be an ocean-going brute The least appealing creature on the planety But to a manatee I'm cute. I prefer my world of silence and of sanity. But my underwater friends don't all agree. For whenever I am dreaming, I'm a manatee. Somewhere a manatee is dreaming that he's me. I'm a manatee. I'm a manatee. Outside the fold of boring old humanity. No difference between my face and vanity. I'm a roly poly, jelly roly, sugar bully, heart and soul humanity. That's a me. I'm a manatee is John Lithgow from Sunny Side of the Street. You're listening to the Children's Hour. Today we're talking about manatees. We've made a learning guide for this episode, which you can find at childrenshour.org. You can also see pictures of manatees, pictures of baby manatees, and what manatees look like from above the water. We'll be back with more with the Clearwater Marina Aquarium's lead educator, Andrea Herman, right after this. Children's Hour radio show is an independent production of the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. The Children's Hour is supported in part by an award from New Mexico Arts, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by the County of Bernalillo, New Mexico, burnco.gov. Support for the Children's Hour is also provided by the City of Albuquerque's Cultural Services Department and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by Token IBIS, a nonprofit making philanthropy accessible to everyone. To sign up, go to tokenibis.org. Uh-huh.
Merry Manatee is gentle and she's free. She's trusting you and me to keep her safe from harm. They came to be right after dinosaurs. Think back, think back, think back, think back some more. For years and years and years they ate their greens. Did their part to keep the water clean, but when a speedboat speeds, it can hurt the manatees. So if you're driving, slow down, please, and watch out for manatees. Merry manatee is gentle and she. Trusting you and me to keep her safe from harm. Two big flippers, a white tail and back, help her to get around and get her snack. She loves to body surf and barrel roll. At a thousand pounds, that's quite incredible. But when a speedboat speeds. It can hurt the manatees, so if you're driving, slow down, please, and watch out for manatees. Merry manatee is gentle and she's free. She's trusting you and me to keep her safe from harm. So very large and round that some people call them sea cows. I think it's funny, but they say it's true. Although I never heard a manatee moo. But when a speedboat speeds, it can hurt the manatees. So if you're driving, slow down, please. Watch out for manatees. Merry manatee is gentle and she's free. She's trusting you and me to keep her safe from harm. In 1975. School children got them classified as endangered species. They survived, and now they are our joy and pride. But when a speedboat speeds, it can hurt the manatees. So if you're driving, slow down, please, and watch out for manatees. Watch out for manatees. Mary Manatee is Dorothy Cresswell from her Pelican Pilot Songs of Florida release. Over the break, you heard Piero Umuliani. That's the original Manamana mixtape with Space Manamana. 
You're listening to the Children's Hour. We're learning about manatees today with Andrea Herman from the Clearwater Marina Aquarium. How many manatees are there? So there are a few thousand manatees. For a very long time, starting back in the 70s or 80s, manatees were considered endangered due to their population. So they were on the brink of extinction. And through conservation, which we'll talk about more a little bit later, um, we were able to help bring their population in the wild back up to the point where in 2017, the federal government here in the U.S. decided that Florida manatees were considered threatened rather than endangered. There is talk now within the last couple of years, especially with the UME or that unusual mortality event happening, that they may need to reconsider. Other organizations like the IUCN, which comes out kind of with like the official global status for animals, their research is a little bit old for looking at these numbers. They're still considered endangered on their status. But like I said, that research is over 10 years old now. So the numbers are a little out of date, but this is something that we will need to look into. Unfortunately, last year alone, we lost over 1,000 manatees. So let's talk about that. I read manatees are dying at an unprecedented rate. What is happening with manatees? It's kind of a mix of man-made threats and natural threats. So as we already talked about, manatees need to be in warm water. So water is above 68 degrees Fahrenheit. So if they get a little turned around, their timeline's a little lost, or we have a random cold snap, manatees can suffer from something called cold stress, which is kind of like hypothermia in people. So they're going to get really slow and sleepy or lethargic. They might get some white patches on their skin, which is called skin bleaching. And it can even turn into big cuts or lesions. And they tend to stop eating as well. So they're going to lose a lot of weight. That's something we've seen year in, year out. And it just tends to be worse in our winter months. They're also very highly likely to get hit by boats if people aren't paying attention. Manatees like to live in shallow waters. Typically when they breathe, it's only their little nose that comes up to the surface rather than their giant body. And it's very fast, little breaths, so you don't see them very often. And they're very slow. It is very common for them to get hit by boats. It's actually so common that their boat strikes are how we ID them. You mean like scars from boats hitting them? Yep. Aww. Boat scar patterns are typically how we ID manatees. Each has their own individual scar pattern. Not all of their scars are from boats. It can be from quite literally anything in their life. Um, but more common than not, the really identifiable ones are boat scars. They are also dealing with a natural algae called red tide. And so... It's going to affect the seagrass that they eat, so they lose out on their food. It's a respiratory irritant, so it makes breathing really hard. And if they eat it, it acts as a neurotoxin, so they get a little loopy, and also it can get them really, really sick. But what we're seeing the biggest increase in is starvation, where there's not enough food. So the UME that I've talked about is specifically for the east coast of Florida in the Indian River Lagoon area. Unfortunately, in the last couple of years, they have lost a lot of their natural seagrass beds. But unfortunately, it's to a point now where there is not enough food in these warm water areas. So we're sending teams across the state to help out with that, help out the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission. They're kind of in charge of all manatees care throughout the state. So that's where most of those numbers are coming from. Last year alone, we lost over 600 manatees just to the UME. So you mentioned earlier that there are several species of manatees. Some are now gone. Some are still here. Does the endangerment of manatees, does that apply to all of the species or a specific few? 
each species is actually threatened or endangered at this point. They all kind of suffer from the same threats throughout the world. But here at the aquarium, we specifically work with the two subspecies of West Indian manatees. So that's the Florida manatee here around the state and even up the coast a little bit. And then their other subspecies, the Antillean manatee. So they are all dealing with the same types of threats. It's just what are more prevalent in each country. So motorboats not being as common in some of these areas, it's a lot less common for manatees to have boat strikes, for example. What can people do who don't live anywhere near the manatees' habitats? You definitely can kind of make changes yourself at home. So no matter how far away you are from an ocean, a river, doesn't matter. The way you affect your own water in your area can actually affect the oceans. So making sure you're taking care of your environment and that will help the environment around you. So making sure you're throwing out your trash properly, it's not just going to blow around. If you're recycling, making sure you're following your local recycling rules. So some places can take only very specific materials. Others are a lot more generous in what they can take because they do have the resources to do that. So making sure you're recycling responsibly, using multi-use materials instead of single use. So reusable grocery bags, reusable water bottles, things like that, um, where you're making those little switches to stop using as many single-use products that will end up in a landfill, hopefully, if not, unfortunately, waterways. Little changes like that alone can make big changes out here in our coastal regions. Mm. What got you interested in marine science and working with manatees? So when I was a little kid, I went to Florida. I'm originally from outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I saw a manatee missing most of its tail, uh, living in human care. And from then on, they've been my favorite animal. And I have wanted to work with them ever since. Wow. Thank you very much for taking the time to be with us, Andrea. Herman is the senior team lead educator at the Clearwater Marine Aquarium. You can learn a lot more about the aquarium at cmaquarium.org. Thank you so much for taking the time and being with us on the Children's Hour. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for all of your amazing questions. Manatee, manatee, living peacefully Where the river meets the ocean estuary Down in Florida by the Everglades You can find her munching on the grassy blades Go make her free Manatee, manatee, living in the sea Doesn't need money or a pedigree All she really needs is a safe habitat Where the water is warm and the land is
down below the waves and the sky. Manatee, I see you swim so beautifully. same waves I've seen you jump through the seas Manatee Are you just a pirate like me? Once I thought you were much more I thought you were the mermaids in the sea Manatee That's Captain Bog and Salty from Bedtime Stories for Pirates with Manatee. And you're listening to the Children's Hour. We learned so much today, and I hope you did too. You can see pictures and so much more at childrenshour.org under this Manatee episode, including our Learn Along Guide, Tell a Teacher. Our podcasts are available everywhere. We're going to go out with one more. This is Battersby Duo from a CD called A Baker's Dozen, right here on the Children's Hour. I'm a man, man, manatee swimming along. I love to swim while I'm singing my song. I eat river grasses all day long.
Children's Hour is an independent production of the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit corporation. Our show is written by Katie Stone, with help from all of us and the kids' crew. Find lots of information about us at childrenshour.org. Our thanks to Andrea Herman from the Clearwater Marine Aquarium for being with us today. Our Learn Along Guide was written by Jonathan Dunsky. We had production help from Christina Stella. Our podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts or at patreon.com slash the children's hour or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast we post our photos and more on instagram facebook and twitter find us at tch radio our theme music is written by ck Barlow. the children's hour is distributed by the children's hour incorporated prx and the pacifica radio network Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour Kids Public Radio.